But he who endures to the end shall be saved. That verse is coming from Matthew 24, verse 13. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Guys, it's been such a long time since I've talked to you guys. Like, I took a break, had to go back to school, finishing my senior year in college. You know, I had to take a break, get my studies together, you know, focus. But we're back for season two of Girls on Another Level. If you haven't seen the first season, then stop this video right now scroll back up to season one and then catch up and then you can watch season two but for anyone who has been following up and listening to my podcast i appreciate the support i appreciate everyone who genuinely shares a tweet retweets my tweet and even by word of mouth let people know who i am and what girls on another level is about i thank you so can you guys guess from the clip i'm about to play what profession we're going to be talking about today I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits, you name Today I have the honor and privilege to sit down with Miss Ross. She is a celebrity chef and she owns her own catering company here in Atlanta. So if you're interested in learning what it takes to be a chef or any of the experiences that she's been through, then stay tuned for this episode. So hi, Roz. How are you doing today? Very good. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you as well. Thank you for having me. No problem. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. I am originally from Washington, D.C. Okay. I moved to Atlanta in 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a social worker at the time. I went to school in Indiana, Indiana University. Okay. And um, I came here uh, to further my career as a social worker. Um, I was a social worker for nine years. Um, I was a clinical director uh, for group homes here um, and working with the state. And uh, I became a chef kind of by accident, I guess. (laughs) I uh, had a daughter. Um, Mm -hmm. Shortly um, after I had her, I, my schedule didn't really change. I was still like working around the clock. I don't even know if your listeners can imagine, but a social worker's job, especially my job as a clinical director, it was kind of never done. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when I would leave work, I would still be on call. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I desperately just wanted time, you know, the time to spend with her, the time to spend with my family, to grow my family. Uh, and my parents lived here at the time, so I would drop my daughter off at like seven in the morning to my parents, and mm-hmm. sometimes not get back to her until nine at night, seven at Ooh. night. And um, you know, a baby wants to be with the person that they are most in relationship with, so sometimes she would not want to go with me. Um, so just out of desperation, I was kind of just putting in the universe or praying mm-hmm. um, for a change in my schedule. Not really a change in career because literally my family paid for this career and I thought that I would be a social worker, you know. <laughs> yeah. As my, you know, for the rest of my life. That's what I planned. But um, uh, in seeking something else, I started to envision myself in a chef coat. Now, I did grow up cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a product of 12. My parents, Ooh. my mother gave birth <laughs> to my parents, had 12 children. Wow. And so, I grew up cooking and all of that, um, and it wasn't like cooking for fun. We cooked, that was a chore, you know. Oh, was, okay. <laughs> so I would say I was trained, um, you know, like I can cut down any animal. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and uh, so we had um, fresh herbs, fresh vegetables, all of those different things. I grew up with those. We had uh, spring water before they bottled. Oh, wow. Before that was a thing. Before they bottled water, we had, we used to go up to the mountains and get fresh spring water every oh, week. Wow. So, um, so I did grow up with an, an understanding of food, a, a knowledge of food. My father was a chef in the military. My mother um, baked all the time and she grew all of these different things. We had a peach tree, we had a grapevine, we had all these different things. Wow. Um, but so I started to envision myself in a chef coat and I didn't really know what that was about. Mm -hmm. um, but I spoke it to my mom one day, maybe like three months after I started seeing it. Mm -hmm. And um, she told me that I should do it. She encouraged me. She was like, I don't know how you plan to do it or whatever, <laughs> but she encouraged me. And at the time, this was about eight years ago now, um, mm -hmm. there were food trucks like all over LA and DC and you know, just pedestrian type. There. Yeah, they were very popular. And so I was just thinking, I can do that, you know, here in Atlanta, I can mm -hmm. bring it here. Um, and I have a brother-in-law who does uh, detailing. He owns a detail shop. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, no, let's just get you started right now. And I can, I can uh, wrap the car you have. So this oh, is back wow. when they were wrapping cars. So everybody who might own a business is very, um, I wouldn't say easy, but it is, possible mm -hmm. um, to own a business here in Atlanta, Georgia and be successful at it. And I saw that in so many people that surrounded me, my brother-in-law being one of them. He owns a detailing shop and he just kind of pushed me in the direction like, you don't have to wait till you can afford a food truck. Mm -hmm. you, don't have to, you know, we can, start we can do this. Yeah, because he can break a car down and build it back up. So oh, he wow. was going to um, gut the back of my truck out and all of this stuff, <laughs> right? And I kind of just went with it because, like, like I said, it was desperation. Like, mm -hmm. I have to do something, something different, different, you know? And um, at the time, I was doing um, stuffed burgers is what I came up with because although I didn't grow up eating beef, um, my mom started making turkey burgers for us. Mm -hmm. um, like, you got this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started making stuffed turkey burgers, and that's what I thought I would have, and it was called Fuller Burgers. Um, but by the time I got my truck wrapped and got my license, um, my husband, who is already in the industry, he's a saxophonist, um, and he was working for Tyler Perry at the time, mm -hmm. um, he just put a word in with somebody and told them that I was going to be doing this. Oh, wow. <laughs> And uh, that person remembered it, and a caterer fell through. Mm -hmm. um, the caterer that they needed for the next day, it, it fell through. Or maybe they already had the caterer, and that caterer came, and it didn't work out. Whatever happened, mm -hmm. um, that person approached my husband and told my husband, I mean, asked my husband if I could do it. Oh, wow. And I had never, literally never had done this before professionally. And... Uh, he called me and he said, you got the job. And I was like, what job? What? And he was like, uh, I told such and such. He went through the story and he said, and it's 75 people tomorrow on Tyler Perry Studios lot. And you have to be there at such and such time. And I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know the first thing about catering right. at all. <laughs> Never have done it. He was like, no, your family is huge. You feed more than 75 people all the time in our house. Of course you can do it. And, um, 
Anyway, to make that long story short, I was in disbelief, but he was like, I can't go back and tell them that you can't do that. So right, you're gonna, you're gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to. So um, he took a picture when when they went for lunch. Um, he was on a different set, but when they went to lunch, mm-hmm. he took a picture of what catering looked like, um, and he sent that to me. And I Googled stores. I, I went to a store called Restaurant Depot, mm-hmm. and I pulled up my business license uh, online, and they gave me a, a pass for the day. And I bought all the supplies. Oh, wow. Because I was just thinking, I cannot show up to Talaferry Studios with aluminum pans and wire racks and whatever. You know, I yeah. can't show up. Like, I have to look official. Uh, look official. So <laughs> I, and uh, my sisters, I have three. I had three of them living here at the time. Mm-hmm. I went and got, my brother-in-law went and got t-shirts logo for us. Oh, all this in one day? All this in one day. Everybody pulled through for me. My That's sisters, amazing. everybody. And we cooked throughout the night. And uh, we might have started at like 3 o'clock in the morning, but I started all day. I mm-hmm. was buying supplies and all this. Because he said, just make a soul food meal. Make sure you have you know, a vegetarian option. Back then, it wasn't like a vegan option. But yeah. like a vegetarian <laughs> option and two meats and everything else is fine. You know? Oh, wow. So I showed up that day on the lot. It was like trying to get into Fort Knox. It was like trying to get into White House, but I, um, I went in with my sisters and I fed them just a soul food spread. It was collard greens, um, fresh string beans, uh, macaroni and cheese, Ooh. rice with gravy, um, some type of fried fish, um, fried chicken. It was just a bunch of Sounds stuff. And good. I made a peach cobbler to go with it and I made a peach tea. And um, before they finished lunch, she um, asked me to come back for five weeks for lunch and dinner to feed those same 75 people. And I did not say no. I sat there with my eyes wide open, but I did not say no. And at the time, I did not have like a any type of food under my belt, really. Mm-hmm. I only had the food that I was maybe cooking for my husband or cooking for my family. And so I didn't have um, meats a lot because we didn't really eat meat a lot growing up. So I had, you know, I could make seafood and I could make chicken and turkey stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I, So I had to learn how to do beef. I had to learn how to do pork. I had to learn the body of the pig. I had never eaten pig before. Mm. Um, I had to learn the cuts of those, you know, all of these different oh, things. Yeah. But um, the way that I worked it out um, was I would ask the cast what they wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. And then I would figure out how to make it. Um, I have an aunt, Dolly, that lives here. Um, it's my husband's aunt, so I guess my aunt by marriage. But mm-hmm. she lives directly across the street from my parents. A lot of those items, pork items, beef items, she taught me how to cook them. Oh, wow. Um because I had to cook on the fly. It wasn't like I could go find a class and go learn. I had to learn how to do this quickly because tomorrow I have to be back for lunch and then I have to be right back for dinner. Um, so based on whatever they told me to cook, I mean, the cast, I would make it for them. Wow, that's um, an amazing story. So now I have a repertoire <laughs> eight years later, but I didn't. Um, and then I did five weeks with them, then eight weeks on another show, and then 12 weeks on another show and then they sent me over to we tv i did we tv so i've i've i just kind of ended up in tv and film as a caterer unplanned just because wow. i went and went out for, for what you wanted yeah to. i just went out for it wow yeah. that's i'm wow like, <laughs> that's 
You start mm. off and just off the bat, you yeah. get Tyler Perry. And yeah. You're working for him. That's that's an yeah. amazing story. Most people, I don't think it starts off like that. You know, yeah. and I was going to ask you, you know, did you go to culinary school? But you basically not. had that training before you even thought about wanting to pursue to be a chef. I would say growing up, my father, like I said, was a chef in the military or cook mm-hmm. in the military. And you can think of the regiment, how the military is very regimented. Mm-hmm. He was very much like that as a father. So sharpening knives, the importance of tools, the importance of knives, um, the importance of, I can cut up a lamb. We never ate the lamb. I can cut up a lamb though. Oh, wow. um, that was a part of uh, <laughs> my culture, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. Um, so all of these things started to come back up as I'm doing it, as I'm in the career. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that I was prepped for it or I was prepared. Even um, in taking classes, like I have to learn have to the learn. technique about even running a business because mm-hmm. my whole business and everything started on the fly. So now it's like, okay, I have to get better at doing this. You know what I mean? Especially because my business is on the line. I would make money Mm-hmm. And then my husband would be like, well, where the money at? It's like, because I have no, be- I have no business knowledge behind it. Mm-hmm. I was that working was for like, a system. You know uh, what I mean? I, yeah, I went to college. I did the yeah. whole thing. Went to college, yeah. you know, got a job. And knowledge that job all gave me mm-hmm. a certain behind me, which I guess you know what I mean? Give all you foods, but pinches of money over I think in terms time. of Inside animals, you know, I did not have that knowledge. And... I needed to because mm-hmm. you could think two meals a day. Sometimes it'd be like 500 people a day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Twice a day. Uh, you have to learn these things. So I used the people that I was feeding. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even grow up with the question of what do you want to eat today? Just... I hear my <laughs> husband ask my girls that sometimes, and I'm just like, why you asking? <laughs> you know? <laughs> or even I got to college, and um, people would ask me that. Like, what do you have a taste for? It'd be what like, you mean? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a question of, for, for lots of people, that's a normal question. But for me, like I said, it was 12 of us, you know? All very options. close in age. So we ate what was put in front of us or mm-hmm. what we all produced as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked very close-knit as a family. We ate together as a family. Uh, I never ate school lunch. I never ate fast food, any of these things. But I do value now um, the quality of food, mm-hmm. especially since so many things are just mass-produced and you don't know whether it's fake yes. or real or not. <laughs> I value fresh herbs that I grew up in my yard. We didn't really have, we always had these little teeny yellow flowers to decorate our yard, but lavender was always in my yard. All Any fresh herb you could think of, fresh mint, all of these different things. Um, so my nose is very keen in terms of cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to eat any of the food right. <laughs> that I'm making at all. I don't taste anything. Wow. I can smell it. Mm-hmm. I, I know spices very well. I, I know these things because that's what that, that was the culture um, that I grew up with. Um, but, but your question was, how did I decide 
on the cuisine. And I would just say that's what it is. It's based on my clientele. I live in the South, but I feed people from all over because they're here for different tapings, different shows, different movies. Um, and I just like to feed with people what they want to eat. Um, and even that question of like, what are you in the mood for? What would you like to eat? Mm-hmm. Whatever. I think people are, when they contact me, they're contacting me outside of like um, TV and film. They're contacting me um, for a treat. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't make sweet food. I make savory food, but it's a savory treat. No, you you should not eat a spread every day. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what I, the things that I make, people are not eating this every, every day. day. So they're calling me for their special events, you know, to, mm-hmm. to make a treat for them. So... The thing is, what do you envision? What do you want to eat? Um, so that's how it it's decided for me. Okay, so I hear that you, you've worked on a lot of sets mm-hmm. um, for different TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. What's the day in the life like? Um, once you get a client, they tell you what they want. Mm-hmm. How does that work? So, people mostly contact me by referral. referral. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're calling me because maybe you were looking for a chef, you're looking for a caterer, and then somebody just gave you my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you contact me, it's basically maybe email or it's a phone call. Uh, my first question normally is like, you know, so what's your idea? What's the event? Um, and what's your budget? <laughs> <laughs> Very important. <laughs> that determines whether we can work together or not or even if I can create something for you or not mm-hmm. um, that's what I learned about the business side of things is the budget is important mm-hmm. um, because you might see my work somewhere on Google Instagram Facebook whatever mm-hmm. um, but can I create this right. you know are you able to <laughs> afford this or not um, is a question and then I kind of create an experience um, in my head and then build it for the client so mm-hmm. from from visual I guess it's all based on visualization so I um, you might give me one dish like well I like oxtails or I like uh, black eyed peas or I like you know whatever I like whatever people mm-hmm. might say they like and then I build a menu based on that um, and then I build the experience based on that also um, and I guess that's it uh, client I, I just recently not recently maybe like two years back I started doing delivery catering mm-hmm. which means for everybody um, you might not need the experience the whole come set up and make it beautiful and all of that mm-hmm. for you but you want the food you want to enjoy my food um, and also around holiday seasons or graduation season all that if I can only do one client a day that eliminates everybody else, you know? (laughs) So, especially graduation season, um, this one that just passed, this is my busiest season. It's only like a month and a half. It's only like from (laughs) the very beginning of May uh, to like the beginning of June, like third week of June or something like that. It goes very quickly, but it's like maybe six clients a day. And I was, at first I was only doing one, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Whomever books me first is, person who who gets it but now I've learned how to be more efficient in terms of business um so I guess that's the answer I don't I hope so yeah that's the answer so being that you 
for example, you said sometimes you deal with six clients a day. Uh-huh. Being that you do have a family, how do you balance that out? I know you may not necessarily be at work all day, but uh-huh. once you finish a set or finish a catering event, mm-hmm. you have to go home and maybe cook for your family. So yes. how do you balance that? This is not going to sound um, beautiful, but this is the truth about me. Mm-hmm. I was blessed with this. And I believe that wholeheartedly, 100%. There's no way that I would have ever become this, mm-hmm. a chef. I would not have picked this for myself. I This came to me like God just kind of put it in me. Mm-hmm. And I'm shy to say that out loud because it's not the trendy thing to say, <laughs> you know. Um, I was desperate for the time to be with my children. So I know that this was given to me for that. Mm-hmm. So being, um, so I, that's how I manage my time. They are my first priority. Uh, I want to be at the bus stop when my daughter gets off the bus. Mm-hmm. I want my daughters to have dinner from me. You have a chef or a mom, she feeds everybody else, but feed me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my my intention and my actions are my daughters are first this is my blessing for my daughters to be available to them to be present to raise them Mm -hmm. and so i manage my time around what they have to do and so for the past three years i really don't work in the summer unless it's a big job that's that somebody has recommended me for that i feel like okay that's what i have to do Mm -hmm. my daughters are only off for eight weeks which sounds like a long time to some, but it's very it quick, <laughs> very quick time. So I manage my business and I manage my money and I manage my time, or I try, that's my intention, mm-hmm. um, so that I can be available to them. Last year I was able to be the, uh, what's it called? Parent room mom, that's what it's oh, called. Yeah. You know, for my daughter's fifth grade class, it was her last year in elementary school. So I wanted to be available to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I choose work that is worthy of my time so that I'm not burnt out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that I can be available to, to them. them. Um, and I'm not always on my grind. I do not work every single day of the week. I, <laughs> I want to be available to them and, and sometimes I can't be, but I also have a helpmate, I have a husband, mm-hmm. um, and he's also in the, in the industry. Uh, he, like I said, he's a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, he works for two artists. He works for Patti LaBelle and he works for Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. But Jill Scott also has a child and she works in the summertime. <laughs> she works for six weeks and she works on the weekends. So it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. I think we put out to God the things that we desire with our intentions first. Mm-hmm. His intentions are to raise his children. We're both on the same page in terms of that. Be present for them. Mm-hmm. He makes them breakfast in the morning. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they, they want their, their breakfast from their father. They want their father to drop them off at school in the morning and be there when they return. So we can't always be there, but because we are both on the same page in terms of that intention, somebody, it one of us, is going to be there. And it's the best when both of us can be. Even, uh, I said he works for Patti LaBelle. She works during the year, 
but she's 74 years old. So she works on the weekends and her schedule is already played out for the whole year. They get their whole year wow. schedule and if he needs subs or they can, they can, you know, have people fill in for them. But for the most part, um, not even for the most part, our intentions, um, both are to be present and raising our children while living our dreams as well because even me living my dream that my husband living his dream mm -hmm. um or his passion my passion mm -hmm. is a is an example to them you know yeah. um showing them yeah showing them that this can be managed and also showing them that work is not everything it's family family is uh my family is my my intention. My family is my peace. Mm -hmm. My family is my is my God. Is my it's my everything. It's what God has blessed me with, and keeping that intact supersedes all of this. Wow! And so God just blesses me with work that is in line with that. Wow! You. You do really have a good balance of it. I know most people aren't. Some people are spiritual, but I don't uh -huh. want to paint the picture that everyone is. But uh -huh. it's nice that, you know, you have that strong, you know, support system. Mm -hmm. You have God who's there leading you and guiding you mm -hmm. to make sure that you can do what you want mm -hmm. and still be there for your family. So I, I really enjoyed your story about, <laughs> about that. You. No problem. Thank you. So I wanted to ask. Being that you're a chef, mm -hmm. do you watch a lot of cooking shows or you just kind of just go based off of what you want to do? So I can remember that before I became a chef or business owner, I did. Mm -hmm. I watched all of those shows all the time. That was my entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, and HGTV is another yes. thing I like. I like flipping I houses and all of those. But yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> channel. Um, so I would say not really mm -hmm. at all. I don't. Um, I'm very much interested in homes, you know, houses. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that if I had to sit down, if I wanted to sit down and watch a show or something, it would be something about a house. But my daughters love watching um, baking shows, baking competitions, um, you know, just people cooking in general. So mm -hmm. that that's what my daughters watch all the time. So we might watch a whole series of... Uh, I can't even remember the name of the show right now, um, but it's it's a kids cooking competition oh. that they love watching on um, Food Network or Cooking Channel or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then they watch all the British baking shows. They love it. <laughs> um, so no, I don't, but mm -hmm. they do. They love it. Nice. So being that you are very seasoned in this industry, in this career, am I? Um, <laughs> yes, I would say so. Okay. <laughs> um, have you had, I'm pretty sure you've had a couple of failures and setbacks. Lots so how did you overcome them? Maybe I wouldn't say any of this was a failure. Mm -hmm. I would say you live and you keep living and you keep your, I kept my intentions in front of me. I think that each time I have a project to do, mm -hmm. I go into like some type of uh, struggle with my mind 
um, every time, even though every time it all, it works out the way it's supposed to, I struggle with my anxiety mm-hmm. and staying present in my head with whatever God is telling me to do. Like literally step for step, mm-hmm. he's telling me exactly what to do. But then at some point, um, I begin to become afraid of my own abilities. It's like you have the ability to do it. You're gonna pull it off and it's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I think maybe my, my failures in the beginning were very business related. Um, and my shortcomings in the beginning uh, were food related. Mm-hmm. Meaning, and, and, and I guess nobody ever knows these things they're only within me mm-hmm. that I know I don't know anything about a pig. Right. Never even touched a piece <laughs> of pig, a piece of pork. Yeah. Um, or, you know, knowing that I don't know the cuts of beef, um, but you become educated at these things. There's all kinds of classes. There's all kinds of YouTube channels and Google this and Google that. I still Google to build an idea, to build a vision. I Google every single part of it um, from which forks to lay down to because things are changing all the time. Yeah, so true. to build an idea, it's not all just in me. Mm-hmm. Somebody did it before me and I can find it or I can piece all these different things together. Um, so my, my shortcomings and my failures mm-hmm. growth me they challenge me to educate myself or to see bigger uh to to grow um even now i i recently last year wrote a cookbook Mm -hmm. or or did recipe development for a cookbook and i um food styled the cookbook um and that is something i've never done Mm -hmm. you know and rather than saying that I can't do it, I already had um, a basis for knowing not to say that. I had already done things that I had never done before. Right. I had already had proof that if you go with it, like this is God giving you something. And if you go with it, I already got you. So he would not have picked me, you know, if I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I guess not second guessing things um even if i second guess it in my mind going with it anyway even if i'm deathly afraid doing it anyway uh and knowing that everything is not going to turn out the same all the time i really don't want that to happen anyway um and just believing that that i can i think my failure really happens more so in my mind than it happens in reality and my challenge is to overcome the failure or the or the thought of that or the anxiety of that as quickly as possible so that I can get to the outcome um because it's like a trick of the mind yeah I do you know what I mean it's mind over matter yeah overthinking and panicking and I mean, my sisters used to help me when I first got started. Literally, I had no staff and I had all these recipes in my mind, mm-hmm. but they were never on paper. And these are people who have cooked with me my whole life. 
So even though they were not cooking the food or seasoning the food, mm -hmm. they could work with me very well. We worked together our whole lives. That's how we worked mm -hmm. um, as a unit. Um, and so I would live, literally go off somewhere and have a nervous breakdown mm -hmm. or a meltdown. Um, I would have meltdowns all the time and leave them to keep working. Because I would just wouldn't be able to believe or swallow like, oh my God, could be made by a bunch of people. Like, how is this happening today? Yeah, you know. Um, so I think it's about your surroundings. It's about mind over matter, and having people that that feed in, that pour into your goal, your dream. And make making you believe that what's happening is actually happening. Like it's already happening for you, girl. Go ahead, keep so on. Go we gotta ahead. keep going. Or <laughs> right. go sit down over there. We got this right here, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, like that. I surround myself with family and I surround myself with people who my spirit connects to. Mm -hmm. I have a girl that works for me right now. Um, her name is Casey. Mm -hmm. And she works like my sister's work. Oh, nice. <laughs> At the end of the event, she'll be like, okay, chef, your, your, your truck is packed up, uh, kitchen is clean, you know, the event is cleaned mm -hmm. up, and here are your keys back. Nice. It's over. While I'm, you know, walking around kind of just taking care of clients, you know, hospitality type stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it's about the people that, you, that God puts you around you pouring into people the way that they do me. You know, I take care of the people that take care of me. Nice. So. so do you have any goals that you're trying to accomplish by the end of this year or going into next year for Fuller Food? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am working on my own cookbook. Okay. Uh, I am also working on like uh, apparel mm -hmm. to go along with the cookbook and packaging food um, currently I am and I have been in the process of packaging uh, my cornbread and my macaroni and cheese for years mm -hmm. and that's that's a failure mm -hmm. right there I mean it's not a failure that is a challenge mm -hmm. the, the greatest challenge for me and I am encouraged by so many female chefs or businesses in general that that have packaged products um, so this year I have challenged myself to complete that. And so it's all be, being completed at the same time, <laughs> um, so that I get it done. Um, uh, and I am taking it spoon for spoon or whatever, but, mm -hmm. um, I have challenged myself to complete it before 2020 happens, before 2020 turns over. Um, and then also, um, I started a couple of years ago doing food styling for um, sets, mm -hmm. like productions, um, you know, commercials, uh, behind the scenes, TV shows. Uh, and so I want to do more of that um, in this coming year. I want to mostly focus on food styling and being more um, in the forefront mm -hmm. rather than behind the scenes in terms of myself. Mm -hmm. uh, Fuller Food is my catering company. I would like to be Chef Razia Sabor from now on and challenging myself to 
do things like this. Mm-hmm. A year ago, two years ago, I'd have been like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Sorry, Tierra, you seem very nice, but I don't do interviews. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because I'm very shy. You know, I, I put the food out and then I let my uh, uh, team Just go out and everything. serve it. You know, and I wait until I hear people eating before I come out, you know, and do the hospitable type taking care of people um but i just want to get out get myself out of that pull myself out of that and stop using that as a scapegoat or as an excuse like well i'm shy so i don't do that no i want to do that yeah you know because i realize that people do want to hear from me or um know that this is possible Mm -hmm. uh and I was fortunate enough to have people behind me that I said it to that just helped me make it happen. And some people don't, you know. Yeah. So I would hope that my um, story, which is kind of a crazy one, um, encourages somebody to go out and do it regardless of whoever's whomever is with it or not with it mm-hmm. do it anyway because i'm scared still every single time i have to build any project i am afraid and i do it anyway wow your story has been very amazing <laughs> <laughs> just the way you started out in the mm-hmm. way that you know even though you're shy mm-hmm. and you kind of stay behind the scenes but you're pushing yourself forward and still no matter what is going to get done because I already have the vision. Yeah. So I just wanted to pre- say thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. your story. Mm-hmm. Um, time is wrapping up now. Okay. But before we go, um, I have this lovely jar, mason jar, and okay. it's full of inspirational quotes. Mm-hmm. So I wanted you to pick from the jar and read out the quote just to inspire you and other people that may be listening. That's beautiful. So. Wow. You cannot protect yourself from sadness without protecting yourself from happiness. Ooh, that was a good quote. <laughs> that is heavy. Yes, that really is. Wow. Um, I even forgot that that was in there. <laughs> that reminds me of another um, a saying, or maybe it's a quote. It says, the only way to get through it is to go through it. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think going through or dealing with your stuff Mm -hmm. gets you to the good stuff yeah because this is what this quote is about for me it's like you got to deal with all the layers and bags of stuff that you carry around and put that down you know to get to the good stuff it's gonna you have to go through things to take you to another level yeah yeah and so many people are hiding behind their, not hiding intentionally, but people are holding on to their pain, um, like protecting themselves from sadness. It's like you're holding those bags, you it's know. Stay until you just <laughs> deal you with deal it. And with then it. it's the other side is like, is happiness. The other yeah. side is fulfillment. The other side is adventure the other side is your dream the other side is passion uh, so this 
before we go um if anyone wanted to contact you um Mm -hmm. or anything regarding your catering company um where would they be able to reach you so i'm on instagram and facebook in terms of social media that is chef at fullerfood.com is my email Mm -hmm. chef at f-u-l-l-e-r-f-o-o-d.com is my email Instagram is at Chef Razia, R-A-Z-I-A, Sabor, S-A-B-O-U-R. And Facebook is at Fuller Food. Gotcha. Yes. But Fuller Food does not have an S. It's just Fuller Food. Fuller Food. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and sitting down and discussing your journey, Mm -hmm. which is an amazing one, by (laughs) the way. So if you guys were interested in any of the information that she's given out to you or you want a catering event and you need someone to cover it, you guys can reach out to her. Her information is here. Um, So thank you once again for appearing on the show, and I'll see you guys the next episode. All right, guys, so before we go, of course, I have to do the business spotlight. So the business spotlight is me highlighting any businesses that I see are out there doing their thing. So this week, the business spotlight is going to go to J-Dow Fitness. No offense to my guys who may be listening, but these are for the ladies. If you're trying to get into the gym, trying to look cute, have a nice little workout fit, because... I don't know about y'all, but for me, in order to go to the gym, I need to be motivated and I got to look nice. So a nice little workout outfit is going to motivate me. So they have a lot of different sets on their website. If you go to jdowfitness.com or if you can check out their Instagram at jdowfitness, they have a lot of two-piece activewear sets. And at this current moment, they are actually having a 40% off sale. So you might want to get there in time before that sale runs out. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Girls on Another Level, and we will catch you the next episode.